welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma Louise and I am truly excited about today's topic. But before we dive into that, I just want to remind you that the next cohort of the Quiet Power Mastermind kicks off next month. We start in June and I do still have some spaces left. So if you're not familiar with Quiet Power, This mastermind was designed specifically for online service-based business owners who are either fully booked or approaching that six-figure mark and they know they want to scale their business, but they know they want to do it with integrity. They want to do it without sacrificing all of their energy, all of their downtime, and they want to do it in a way that feels good and authentic and true to themselves and their values, which of course is totally possible with the right support. Us introverts just need to approach it in a bit of a different way. So a couple of things about this cohort of Quiet Power that are slightly different to how it's been run before. The first being that Quiet Power is now actually a hybrid mastermind on one-on-one. So all members also get one-on-one support from me once per month throughout the entire cohort. Secondly is, as well as guest experts who are amazing and there's more information about on my Instagram because I'm adding more and more experts all the time. So please go and check that out. We've also added in ongoing monthly support in two areas that are so vital at this stage of business. The first being human design. So there is now a monthly open coaching call within Quiet Power on human design with Charlotte Wright, who is a certified human design reader, who is my own human design reader and is absolutely amazing. So my one-on-one clients all get readings with Charlotte, but now she'll be in Quiet Power every month, giving guidance advice, answering questions on everything human design based to help people to be able to scale in a way that really works for their energy. And the second monthly call that we've added, which I'll be sharing more about on the podcast next week, is a messaging call. So the thing with messaging is we can all have a niche and we can all know what our services are and who we serve. But when you get into this stage of business where you really want to refine your ideal client, when you know you're talking to a more elevated market, messaging is so, so essential, which is why I have chosen to bring that in also as ongoing support. So tune in next week to hear a lot more about that, which is a very exciting development. The other thing about Quiet Power in this iteration Uh, for this cohort is that we actually kick off fairly early in June and it is a six-month container. However, because August 
is a month where some parts of the world or most of the parts of the world where my clients are situated has actually good weather. People have kids, kids are off school, and let's be honest, we all need downtime from business. So what I've decided to do is August will still be a mastermind month, but there won't be any live calls. So there's no pressure to have to turn up or feel like you're going to get behind. August will still be there. There'll still be a group. You'll still have the support. You can still have one-on-one calls if you wish, but we're going to kind of take a little pause a little break, a little reset. And that means that I'm extending the mastermind by an extra month. So if you join this cohort, which begins fairly early in June, you will actually have group and one-on-one support all the way through till the end of the year for the same investment that the six-month mastermind would usually be. So if you are curious, if this feels like something that could be a good fit, it could be what you're looking for, and you want that support of a small curated network of other ambitious introverts, you want access to my entire digital product suite, all of my curriculum, all of my business resources. You want one-on-one support. You want to manage your energy. You want to refine your messaging. You want to do all of those things that are going to allow you to take your business to the next level whilst remaining energized and staying true to yourself and doing the things that you love and staying in your zone of genius, then Quiet Power is 1000% designed for you. If you want to learn more, check out the links in the show notes. Now, do note that the sales page is probably not fully updated because I'm adding more and more to this program all of the time. The best way to find out exactly what is happening within the container right now is to reach out to me via email or DM me on Instagram and Facebook. And probably Instagram is the most up-to-date place to find everything. If you just want to have a chat, learn a little bit more about it, then fill out the form and I will be in touch. I'd love to talk to you and see if it's a good fit for you. So now that you have that information, let me tell you about today's guest and this interview. So the lovely Natalia Comis, who Natalia and I have been connected for so long I think literally since maybe 2020. We don't know how we connected. We found each other on Instagram. We followed each other. We, you know, have the occasional voice note. We respond to each other's stories, that kind of thing. And she had been on my mind to bring on the podcast for the longest time. We talked about it. Things didn't align. She was moving house. Like We couldn't record on a certain date, whatever. So Anyway, divine timing and all that, it happened now. And I was really thrilled to bring her on to talk all about using astrology to unleash your potential. Now, I have always loved horoscopes. I've always read my horoscope in the newspaper when I was a kid, but it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that I first had a natal chart reading and understood a little bit more about the effects of the different planets and the different influences within my chart and that it's so much more than just me being a Pisces, quote unquote. So I was really thrilled to bring Natalia on because she is an expert in this, but she also blends it so well with business. So she calls herself an intuitive business mentor and she works with conscious entrepreneurs and visionary leaders to help them discover their mission, take aligned action and unlock their unique soul gifts. And a big part of unlocking those unique gifts is understanding uh, astrology and our birth chart. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation about how Natalia has 
also brought something that she's so passionate about into her business, how our birth chart can help us understand ourselves a little bit better, why we don't need to be like totally tied to it and feel like we can only do things um, a certain way and how you can find out a little bit more about your own astrological chart. Now, I have a correction to make because when we recorded this, I hadn't looked at my chart for a little while and I thought that I had a lot of Scorpio in my chart. And you will hear us talk about this and how Scorpio is very sexy and very sensual. And I was like, yes, bring that on. Um, it's actually not true. I got confused and I have a lot of Virgo in my chart, which is not quite so sexy. Virgo is more about being organized <laughs> and, and tidy, which actually makes a lot more sense in the grand scheme of things. So when you hear me talking about that, know that I'm actually Virgo stellium, which any of you that know me will probably go, ah, that makes a lot more sense. But other than that, I believe that everything we discussed is fully accurate. So please enjoy. I hope that you enjoy just hearing about Natalia's take on how we can blend astrology with business strategy. And yeah, just enjoy the episode. Hello, my friend. Hello. Hello. Mm. It's so lovely to have you here. And I feel like this is one of these things that we must have been talking about for about a year. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> back with them forwards. I know. And, and arrange our calendars. And <laughs> I know. And then people got sick or people moved countries or like different things happened. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like I've come back around to you so many times when I've opened the recording calendar up to be like, here's mm. the link. And then we finally got it in. So welcome. <laughs> Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. I I was saying to you before we hit record, super mm. excited because I don't know how the podcast has been going for almost three years. Yeah. And I haven't talked about astrology. And we've talked about so many things related to it. I've had a couple of human design episodes, and but never actually just astrology. And, you know, even the basics of how it can help us understand ourselves, how it can help in business. So you were the person when I was like, <laughs> I want to do astrology. It's like, it has to be you. So thank you for coming and chatting with me. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. I love this topic. So for yourself, what mm. was the moment that you first remember being introduced to astrology or like recognizing it as a thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that, so if I'm going to go straight into astrology in terms of how it affects me. So I'm a Capricorn stellium. And what that means is that I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. So I have more Capricorn than other signs. And with that, it means that I'm very business orientated. So often, even when I'm doing things for fun or for pleasure, I end up bringing it into business in some way. And I'm always thinking, hmm, can I bring that into business? Is this something I can monetize somehow? Is this something I want to bring into my work? And essentially, everything that I do ends up somehow being related to my work and my mission and how I want to be here in the world, right? And astrology was kind of the same thing. So it's so funny when I look back, when I was at school, I was interested in astrology and palm reading. And I literally used to actually do palm readings at school and I would get money. <laughs> I love that. Of my, of my fellow students. You were entrepreneurial <laughs> even at a young age. Yeah. And, and I, I was just really into like 
looking at different things. Now, I wasn't that obsessed with astrology. It actually came much later when, when I was looking at all different ways and modalities of understanding ourselves. And then it probably around 2016 or 2017, I delved into it in a deeper level. And then I was working with one of my first official mentors called Angel Quintana, really wonderful lady. And she was using astrology a lot in business. And I loved it. And I loved her take on it all. And I learned loads from her and how I could bring that into my work. And I kind of went off on a t- on like a full-on deep dive rabbit hole from there on, really, and looked at really focused in on planetary alignments and energetic alignments and what's going on and looking at each individual. I I I've basically looked and tried every kind of different tool and modality and personality test and everything to kind of do what's what resonates the most with me and what do I feel I can harness the most in a way that not only allows me to understand myself better but helps me understand others better and astrology really helped me do that especially then when I was working a lot more with energy and the current planetary alignments and that kind of stuff so it was a nice all-rounder thing that kind of merged everything together so yeah I love that and I I was always interested in astrology like I would read Mm. my horoscope when I was at school that kind of thing and I used to get like a book every Christmas that was like you know the you know Pisces for 1991 or whatever (laughs) and it had like a little you know for each day and then it wasn't until much 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 later that I really delved deeper into it I think probably I was probably in my 40s that Mm. I knew that I didn't even know that there was a natal chart or that you had a rising sign and a moon sign as well. So all of this is actually still like quite new to me in the Mm. last two or three years. And so interesting because I there was always that niggle in my mind of like, but there can't just be like 12 types of people in the world. (laughs) We can't just be like, and like surely not everyone that's Pisces is exactly like me. Mm. There must be some differences. And Obviously, understanding about the chart and the rising of the moon kind of enabled me to see like, oh, there are other influences. Like, it's not just that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting because you can have so such similar charts. Like, for example, I did my family's charts and me and my mom, it's like almost identical, but skipping a sign each time. So, for example, uh, I was trying to think. My rising's Aquarius, so her rising must be Pisces. Yeah. So it's like the next one along like every one time. Like one removed each time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we're like so different, but also actually quite similar in some ways because we're following this, I'm following the same kind of path as her in a lot of ways, but I'm doing it very differently and I'm approaching it very differently. And my personality is very different. And uh, yeah, and it's, you know, you can have like a lot of my clients have similar charts to me, but we're we're very different. And it's so interesting because, of course, we attract people who are like us, right, naturally. And uh, and yet our traits and the are even the lessons that we are here to learn and to heal will be different. And you can 
see all of that in your chart. And it's interesting because when I, very early on, I actually knew more about numerology because my mum had got all of our readings done and I knew my life path number and all that kind of stuff. So I actually love to merge both numerology and, and astrology together and they go really well together, just like even human design to an extent. So something that I think is really important for people to understand is you're not your sun sign, right? So that is simply, it's it's what I like to call, that's kind of just your special like fairy dust that you add on top of who you are. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like the kind of the cherry on top. It's, it's like the final piece to the puzzle of who you are. Like all the other bits are almost more important. I know. And once I did my natal chart and looked into it, and obviously I'm no expert and there's a lot of information there, but then <laughs> starting to realize like, oh, okay. Because I've got four houses in Scorpio. Mm, yeah. It's also obviously, you know, a water sign, but very different to Pisces. My son is Pisces and my rising is Cancer. Mm, wow. Very watery. Very, <laughs> very watery. But then don't worry because I'm a Virgo moon. <laughs> and actually a lot of my clients are like, we can so see your Virgo moon because I'm very organized and, mm. you know, tidy and efficiency and, and all of that. So it kind of tempers the, you know, Pisces, watery, creative, like Lucy goosiness. I've got that that moon. But funnily you said about your mum, because my mum is a Virgo sun and a Pisces moon. So we're literally opposite. <laughs> opposite it was literally yeah. six months opposite. Nice. Yeah. And it quite often can be like that with our, our parents, especially. Because uh, we're learning from them just as much as they're learning from us. Right? Yeah. And something that that we talk a lot about with my clients because I bring astrology into business. So we don't go necessarily into a lot of the family dynamics or like relationship stuff. We bring it more into who you are, what your soul mission is, who you're attracting naturally, the type of clients that would be best for you to work with and the, the kind of lessons you're here to heal and how you can use that in the business perspective. And uh I have clients going, so do I need to ask for everyone's birthday and only work with Capricorns? Look at that. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Submit your natal chart here when you yeah. put the call. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, no, we're talking about the traits of these signs. So, you know, we can get bogged down in, oh, this is a, this is a Pisces, this is a Bubba. The whole point is you use the types of like the personalities, the tr characteristics of these signs to understand each other and yourself, right? And uh, yeah, and uh, when I realized for myself that, for example, I'm in Aquarius rising, as I said earlier, and for me, up until the last few years, I always had social impact businesses. So I was very much working in the social sector, non-for-profit, charity, but also creating my own social enterprises. And that totally made sense to me as to why I kept doing that. Because as an Aquarius rising, like I'm stepping in and showing, showing up as someone who's very philanthropic, very innovative, you know, quite modern, doing things quite uniquely and wanting to be part of the community and give back in some way. 
And I kind of ended up allowing myself and giving myself permission for it in the end and then being like, okay, but I don't have to do it this way. I don't have to do it through the charity element. And But it's how people related to me. And even my clients now, they love that there's this side of me because that's how they see me. That's how they can relate because they want to be doing something like that at some point. As for you and all of your wateriness, oh. Scorpio, I have a Scorpio mean, so I feel it. But yeah, Scorpio is like the detective of the Zodiac. I love a good Scorpio. It's very much this depth going into the depths of everything. My word of the year. Mm, I love it. And I'm a 1-3 in human design. So <laughs> the literally detective inspector. So all of that yeah. yeah, resonates so much. And I think even though it's a watery sign, it's got that bit more feistiness than mm -hmm. like the Pisces and the Cancer. So it kind of made sense because I was like, you know, Pisces can feel a bit, I don't know, like artistic and flowy and mm -hmm. I have elements of that, but it's not, it's not all I am. So when I saw yeah. the Scorpio, I was like, oh yeah, this makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, Scorpio is quite sensual as well. Like, love a good sexy Scorpio. <laughs> if it, we, we're both doing like a little sexy, like, little dance. We little little sexy dance. dance. Yeah. It's, a shame, it's a shame it's not a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really interesting because mm -hmm. you say like sensual as well, mm -hmm. which is a word that obviously we associate with, with sex. But Actually, I would say I am a very sensual person in other ways. Like I love aesthetic and I love texture and I love the way textiles feel or, yeah. you know, even like drinking coffee and like the way it feels and the matter, like quite mindful in the way I approach things. But that is sensual, right? We're using our senses. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And the two signs that I like that are Scorpio and Taurus. So I don't know if you've got some Taurus in your chat as well, but. It's very, it's this real, like going into the depths and the darkness and the emotions, oh. really feeling it, you know? Oh, I must have some Taurus. I'm going to look my chart up again when we're I mean, that's, 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 that's definitely more Scorpio. Oh, but Taurus okay. is connecting to the five senses and bringing it into this more earthy, grounded, luxury, you know, I really want to experience amazing food and like velvety niceness and you know all that kind of thing literally the top that I'm wearing now I bought because <laughs> it feels like slightly fuzzy and cozy yeah like it's all about the textiles it's all about the tactility yeah so yeah, yeah. wouldn't so be surprised if you have Taurus in your chart then but that's well. so interesting because if we just took it at its face value like you say mm. oh you're a Pisces none of that would would come through and that's like a huge yeah. part of of who I am Definitely, yes. And it's, you know, when I think about being, because I'm an Aries sun, when I think about being an Aries sun, like a lot of things make sense because I'm very prone to take, like I take risks all the time. I kind of pioneer things. I sort of just go without thinking about it. And sometimes I even speak without thinking about it. It's very much the child of the zodiac. It's the first sign of the zodiac. So there's this kind of like childhood innocence, but also immaturity to an extent right and over the years I've really learned to delve deeper into my others like aspects so that I can be less <laughs> of this like I'm just gonna say whatever I think and I'm just gonna go with it and not worry about it taking any risks and doing you know crazy stuff and whatever I mean I still do these things let's be honest but with a much wiser approach and uh, so it's, it's quite interesting because I think 
what happens is when we start to understand ourselves better and we it's almost like we give ourselves permission to be more right so instead of being like oh i'm just this there's all these other layers that come into play and you're going oh that makes sense oh maybe i can be more of this because actually i do quite like this and and it's not that we need that permission but sometimes it gives us a bit of validation as to why we're feeling certain things or why we're like interested in something and it's almost like okay maybe i will check this out totally i love that and i love that like you know we both looked at all different modalities and we've discussed this and some people find that it's myers-briggs that gives them that permission some people find it's the enneagram for me it's probably human design and gene keys Mm -hmm. are the two that you know i've delved into most and we've got astrology and numerology which i also love and like you say i think as long as when it enables us to go a bit deeper and understand ourselves at a bit more of a nuanced level than just like you are this, then that's where the magic happens because then it does give us that opportunity to explore things and you know, look into it rather than just putting ourselves like in a box and that's it. Yes, definitely. And I think it's important for us also to not get overly attached to it, right? You know, just as I was saying, my clients being like, do I only work with Capricorn? No, of course <laughs> not. Like, not. And, you know, and with that, it's as a prime example, if it was that in the chart, we look at certain aspects and the kind of people that they naturally attract to say, okay, well, these actually could be very much your soul clients. And if they were Capricorns, I'd say, okay, well, let's look at the traits of Capricorn, right? Workaholics, secretly very ambitious, very career driven, likely then. They are kind of a bit of a poker face, don't show their emotions too much. Maybe they need support with that. Maybe they need support with understanding the feminine energy within them, right? All these things. And those are the things that you would then go, okay, these are my soul clients. So these are the people that I'm attracting. Not yeah, I'm only that. working with Capricorn. Not like I'm only working with these people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's so true. And, you know, we, again, before we hit record, in the interests of, you know, I try to keep the episodes as evergreen as possible so that whenever someone finds this, they can get value. So without talking about anything like current, (laughs) can you just give us like a very high level overview of like the fact that it's not only your natal chart, but it's what's going on in the cosmos right now that affects us. So, you know, so many people I'm sure have heard of Mercury retrograde. Anyone listening to this podcast will know the effect that the moon can have on us. You know, big full moon at the moment as we're recording this. I did not have good sleep last night. The cat was wild, like all of these things. But but yeah, basically the fact that it's not just how you're born and that's it. It's actually everything else that's going on and how that affects you as well. Definitely. And, you know, I'm always like we had a big chat in one of my, my group programs this week because everyone was like, having these big revelations and some people were making massive decisions. Other people were going, I'm really scared, but I feel like I need to do this. And some it was for about money, some it was about their relationships and, you know, lots of different topics, but a very similar energy of, I'm going to finally step into my power here. And, you know, talking about the full moon, we're Right now, we have a full moon in Leo, which is very much, I see Leo as the heart-led leader. It's this kind of actually step into your light, step into being on stage, step into being the leader that you are. But depending on where you have Leo in your chart, it might have actually just kind of triggered a little 
I'm going to step into being financially independent now, or I'm going to actually step up as a leader in my relationship, or I'm going to stop being afraid to shine my light, right? So depending on your personal aspects and then taking that into account in terms of what is happening collectively and planetary wise, you know, whatever, what, what moon we have, where the planets are aligned, how they're all actually aligning. So depending on what planetary kind of combinations we have going on will also affect you. So if you have, you know, your Venus in Pisces, for example, and we have Venus coming into Pisces at the moment, astrologically, like in the sky, then you're going to be feeling that way more than if someone had their Venus in Aries, for example. And so we are so connected to the stars and to the planets. And I was quite skeptical at first as to how much it would affect me. But the more that I kind of explored it and delved into it, the more I realized I was always getting triggered in some way. And and I had this moment where I was like, why am I feeling super tired? Why am I getting angry? <laughs> why this? Why that? And I would always look and there would always be something going on. But I also actually very much am affected by the sun in a really big way. And I always know if I'm getting ill, then there's been a lot of solar flares going on. So for me, because I'm very connected to the fire element in general, I'm very affected by the sun, right? So a lot of, or when we're looking at our chart, if we also have a lot of a particular element, we're going to be affected more by particular planets. So if you have a lot of water in your chart, it's likely you're going to be more affected by the moon. So in affected comparison by to someone moon. else. Literally, yeah. I could, if I didn't know what stage the moon was at, I could probably tell you from how I felt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas if you had a lot of fire like me, it might be the sun or the particular like like Mars, for example, where mm. the Mars is. Or if you have more of an and an element element right mm. so it really there's a lot that happens like I have a, also I have a lot of earth in my chart so I'm very affected by the Schumann resonance so whenever I the Schumann resonance is at its peak and the Schumann resonance just for those listening is simplest way to describe it is the frequency of the earth so the energetic frequency of the earth and it can be affected by lots of different things often we just actually had an earthquake today in Turkey Often when we have big earthquakes, it's likely that there's been a big energy uh, input in the free, can't even speak, in the human resonance. So there'll have been a big peak mm. of energy. And the same with solar flares, it's likely that we'll have had a big geomagnetic storm at the same time. So it all affects the earth in some way and in turn that affects us. So whatever is going on space-wise and planetary-wise and energetics, affects us because we are so connected to all of that. That is the perfect point to wrap up because that is the point I feel like I'm always saying to my clients, like, it's not always us. Like, don't think you have to burn your business down or there's something terrible wrong with your mindset. It could just be that, you know, it's a full moon or Mercury's in retrograde or any of these things. So thank you for yeah. ending on a very permission giving note. Now I'm going to drop all of your links in the show notes, obviously, but 
Is there a resource that someone could go to to find their natal chart if they didn't know it and they wanted to look at it in quite a simplistic way? Yes, I would say <laughs> simplistic, maybe. <but laughs> as simplistic as possible. Yeah. I always recommend people go to astro.com for your chart. So you can go to astro.com and download the. It sounds like it's going to be more uh, difficult, but it's actually simpler. If you click on the extended chart selection. Okay. Put your details in there and you want to know your time of birth, ideally, so that you can get more information. And also, if your listeners are interested, and I should suggest that they are, you can go on the same site, you can check your, I don't know what they call it, but it's, a, but it's um, your astrocartography. Oh, so I do yeah. oh my gosh. Like, that's a whole clients. other episode. Yeah, that's you a whole other bag. But yeah, you, but yeah basically you should go and check this out as a well. A map <laughs> of the world with your astrology overlaid to certain points mm-hmm. that are important yeah. or pertinent for, for certain things. So, okay, astro.com. I will pop that in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then and, if you oh. want to go on my site, I have a freebie called the Energetic Business Planner. And there's energy. You can download the planner and it tells you the energies of each day and the elements and different things and how you can work around that. It's so amazing. You can go download that for free. We'll pop that in the show notes as well. It's going to be a value packed show notes. Now, before I let you go, obviously, I'm going to ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. Firstly, what book would you recommend to any of my introverted, sensitive audience who are looking to start, mm-hmm. grow, or scale their business? Interesting question. I've been like heavily reading very spiritual texts lately. So that is not where <laughs> where I would direct them at right now. What would I suggest? A good friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, has r- written a book, George Lizos, called The Light Lightworkers Gotta Work. And it's a really lovely way to connect with who you are and to your mission. And also he talks a lot about the elements in there as well. So I would recommend that. Fabulous. And is there one I would recommend for business and astrology? Well, I would recommend my book when it comes out. Ah, well, we will keep posted for that. <laughs> and I'll make sure to share it when it does. Perfect. I'll pop his book in the show notes too. Yeah. And last question before we wrap up. What was the biggest mindset shift or reframe or belief that you had to adopt to see the success that you have now in your business? Well, as a Capricorn stellium, it was you don't have to work really hard Mm. to get success, uh, to have success. And for me, it was a constant battle of work, 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 super masculine in like if I want to, you know, I'm really ambitious. I want to create lots of businesses, all of these different things. And I just kept getting shut down left, right and center in different ways by the universe to try and stop me from doing that. And I just wouldn't listen because I would get overexcited again and then I'd keep going. And in the end, I got really, really ill. I think we've discussed this, you and I in private before, and it forced me to stop. Mm. And what happened when I was forced to stop was I still made quite a bit of money. And I suddenly realized that I'd been doing business completely wrong. And I wasn't meant to hustle or do it that way. In fact, when I take a step back and I'm in complete flow, that's when it works out better. So that was my big one. I love it. And I think that one 
resonates with so many people that are in the hustly phase because you almost don't believe it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how can I work less and earn more? Like, it almost, it's so counterintuitive. Yeah. And then, so I've seen it so many times, like you say, where you're forced to stop or you stop and plan for a reason. And you're like, oh, like, this is, it's still working. Or someone like takes a vacation, yeah. a, a client takes vacation for the first time in forever and they're worried their business is going to burn down and they come back to more inquiries than than when they're yes. working yeah, because like, you're you're shifting the energy as yeah, well and you're allowing for this receiving and abundance and you know i even i remember even just a few months ago i was like oh god i better start doing some like chore work right thinking that i wasn't working at all even though i was and i looked at my bank accounts and i was like oh hmm kind of have double the amount i thought i did maybe i don't need to do what i was thinking i needed to do I need to do more of what I have been doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll just chill out a bit more. Great. Oh, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for taking the time to come and chat to me. It's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. So um, nice to be here and to chat everyone, with you. Go and connect with Natalia in the show notes. Everything in the show notes, as always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.